Welcome back. Hour number two of the Real Michael Show. Dark day today, man. I keep looking on the radar. I'm waiting for that good old-fashioned, just steady downpour, maybe a little crack of thunder or something as uh, the weather is warmer out today. The wind is a howling outside, and uh, I just, I, I really, I'm looking forward. I don't know what it is about as we start to venture towards spring, not that we're even near spring at this point, sitting here in the middle of February, but just looking outside at this point. And there's the, if you're looking uh, on the Bud Light live stream, you're seeing outside back on the patio. I just want I want that patio to be visible again. I want to get rid of the snow, the little bit of lingering ice. I know it's melting. I continually see it receding. I get it. I just I I I, I can't get to warmer weather fast enough. I just can't can't get to warmer weather fast enough. So I'm anticipating some type of and I keep they keep telling us, oh you you better look out. We got rain coming. Could be heavy. We need it. We God knows we need the rain. I don't know what it's like up north. I know that, you know, certain areas, La Crosse, Eau Claire, you get up into the Tomahawk area, our friends from Wausau, Marshfield, um, Menominee, Marinette, WMAM, the mighty WMAM up there in the Bay Cities. I get all of that. They've all had snow. Shano, Clintonville, all of our affiliates all throughout the state. In those areas, you've had some snow. You've had some significant snow. You get it. Here in the Milwaukee area, I think we're like 18 inches underneath what we normally would get they're talking about the possibility of a real real drought down here uh if we don't get significant precipitation and then come springtime if it doesn't you know kind of deliver so anyway long story short it keeps getting darker and i'm like this is gonna be great we could get one of these good old-fashioned just you know gully cleaners you know what i'm talking about because there's still the salt and the sand and the grit and the crap and the bit that's all sitting all over your yard and your street and it's it's filled up your garage floor and it's just it's crap i just want one of those good cleaners you know what i mean one of those good cleanup washing rainy days and i keep looking for it and they keep telling me it's coming but i haven't seen anything no green on the radar way 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 away like three states away but no green on the radar i'm a little disappointed uh, back at it, talking some baseball. No movement between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. No discussions as of right now. And we were sitting here talking uh, prior to the top of the hour and coming into this portion of the show about what will happen if baseball does not get back at it. What is your level of interest? And what, truly, I mean, let's be honest, okay? Let's Between you and me, what honestly, what does it mean, if anything? And and I appreciate this. This is from Teresa. Teresa emails me and she says, Hey, Bill, lifetime Brewers fan, longtime season ticket holder. The arguing over money has completely turned me off. I'm going to renew my ticket package this year, but I'm not going to renew it for a full season. I'm only going to go the 20-game package. Uh, they keep pressuring me to buy more. It's all be- almost become a high-pitched sales effort from some young kids feeling I should just spend my money with them almost arrogantly. Um, Some of these teams, uh, and she's got in parentheses, my friends have season tickets to three other organizations, doesn't specify what. Some of these teams seem to think that we are chomping at the bit just to get in the doors when we're not. We have found over the last couple of years that we can spend our money in other places or we can just enjoy life in other ways. Baseball is not the end-all, be-all. Uh, She says that uh, baseball has become somewhat boring because it is all or nothing. The style of play of baseball today 
uh, has turned me off, and the players' arrogance has turned me off as well. The constant arguing over money with the owners and the owners' unwillingness to open up their books and be honest with the Players Association uh, has, has not sold me on the game and the future of the sport. I think they are looking into the abyss right now, and they just simply don't realize it. They're looking at their own reflection, thinking there are baseball players and fans on the other side, when in reality, it's just a mirror image. That is from Teresa. Teresa, that's a great email. Thank you so much. That's a great email, uh, which is kind of sharing the sentimentality of many that are chiming in on the program today. I love baseball. I will always love baseball. I, You and I are going to have a really honest moment here. If baseball relaxes the protocols, okay? And, and by the way, um, let's be honest, the, out in L.A., mask mandates and vax cards to get in and you know all the superstars are saying mask up you know and then there wasn't one effing mask to be found in sofi stadium it was the biggest steaming pant load of hypocrisy not that i complain about it but don't tell me all the different mandates and then when you <laughs> when oh by the way when money's involved and the super bowl's involved whoa COVID doesn't exist, so just let's just go live our lives and get over with all the crap, okay? So if they're going to lift things regarding Major League Baseball, I cannot wait to get back into the press box. I cannot wait to get back and cover the game. I cannot wait to get back in there and just enjoy the game. I, I miss it. I genuinely do. It's been a year and a half since I've sat in a press box to enjoy the game. Um, the, the Zoom stuff, we've all become so antiseptic to human contact because of the way we live our life right now. I want to get back and see the other guys in the media. I want to be be able to talk to the other players. I want to be able to talk to Craig Council. I want to be able to see Mike Vassallo and the gang uh, from the, the PR staff uh, of the Brewers and, and chat with them and kind of, you know, spitball ideas. And so I, I want to be able to do that again. That I can't wait for. But if you start to cut the season short, the arguing over money gets ugly. You're already changing the style of play of which I've grown up with and love, going to a universal DH, because we know that's coming. It, it just, it, it it's to the point, personally, there is a breaking point. I think we're, a lot of us are at that point, just, just from the people I talk to. Okay, and, and this is only my experience. Your experience may be completely different. But there is a breaking point that we are all, I think, coming towards. Mentally, within our lives, where it's like, it's enough. We, we want to go back to what we were. We want to go back, not to the innocence of things, because only a year and a half ago, two years ago, there was no innocence. We all know that. Every year progressively tears down those walls. But I think we all just want to go, you know, enough, enough, enough. We want to get back to what we enjoy. Stop arguing over money. Stop doing things to turn us off. You have the power to control this. You have the power to end this. And when it comes to baseball specifically, Pick up your junk and get out of your own way. For a game that many of us grew up loving, and even if you're a millennial, you, you know what? You probably at one point or another were introduced to baseball, whether playing it in Little League or whether you've, you've paid attention to it on a video game or whether you've just gone to a game. 
there's an ability to create a, a, a mental image, a visual image to you, whether it's tailgating prior to the game, whether it's the pro shop, whether it's being able to wander around the stadium, whether it's being able to capture, capture your attention with a win or a loss, balls going out of the ballpark, a deep shot into the, into the gap that ends up hitting off that, that, that carom off the wall that creates a double into a triple. Action has been able to grasp your attention at some point. It's the lack of action. The consistent lack of action, the consistent mind F that baseball goes through, and the change of analytics, which the players hate, but it's also made them money if you grip it and rip it and you hit enough home runs. It's also changed the game to the point that it's unappealing. And baseball doesn't see that. They're like, man, we're, we're, we're king. We're arrogant. You know, you're an idiot. You're the guy that used to be standing in the corner, flexing your muscles. Everybody looked at. Everybody else was less than you. You were a very common guy. You were the guy everybody loved to come and see. And now you're a fat, balding old dude still sitting in the corner flexing with a beanie on your head, looking like a freaking moron. Nobody wants to be around you. You fart, you stink, you scratch yourself, and you can't figure out why nobody finds you hot anymore. That's baseball. You still want to pay attention to it. It was once great. You'd love to see it come back. But there's 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 an aura about it that just isn't there right now. And arguing over money is a very ugly look. Is a very ugly look. And you're not the NFL. You cannot survive. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Shane says, that's not necessarily true. My 13-year-old will watch uh, a game from first pitch to the last, talk strategy, and just loves baseball. Shane, great point. Talk strategy. Here's my thought. If they go to the universal DH, it eliminates so much strategy of the game. Will your 13-year-old still be interested in it? That's a great point. Uh, Chris says, we also have Euchre, uh, great TV announcers with Brian Anderson and The Rock, which brought BA is backing off. They have gone to this system now of like 47 broadcasters. I don't know what it is because I think Brian Anderson's only doing 50 or 60 games, if I'm not mistaken. He's not doing a bunch of games anymore. Um, again, I'm hearing uh, over and over again, you know, the loss of television. After we cut the cord from cable and the streaming services have been eliminated, there's no way to pay attention to the game. I found other things to do. Ricky says that. I just got an email here from uh, Nate. Nate says the exact same thing. Uh, here in the western portion of the state, they cut a lot of our streaming services. We don't get the game anymore. I don't even go to the bars to watch it like I used to. I'm sitting at home with the radio on doing other things. Uh, this is, uh, well, that was from Nate. Uh, this one's from Becky. Becky says, uh, my boyfriend and I love to watch the games. We watch it at our local pub. Since they cut the streaming services, we no longer can watch the games. Uh, and I get it. That's an argument more with Bally and the agreement with the Brewers than it is specifically with just the Brewers. Because Bally wants their commercials and the people that are paying them to run their spots, they want to get the most value for that that commercial, that advertisement. So they've eliminated other streaming services to give the value back to Bally's. And in essence, what they did was they cut off fans. And the Brewers, at some point, they're going to need to recognize that. I think it's with the league, too, not only Bally. Because I pay for MLB TV every year, and I can't yes. watch the Brewers games on it. And it's right. ridiculous. 
and I've always thought that was stupid too. When you pay for MLB TV and you can't get your hometown team, it's it's an antiquated notion. It's anymore. a complete joke. It or, is. Or when the team, or if you're trying to watch a different team and they play in whatever market, you can't watch that either. It makes no yep. sense. And it, it, I mean, it cups people off who don't go out of their way to try to find a way to watch. Right. I completely agree with you. Which I've said I still that was do. stupid for years. I, I just, you can't tell me that as opposed to creating a fan base, you're losing so much money on somebody sitting in Madison with an iPad trying to watch the game after they've paid for MLB TV for their hometown team to see that you're losing so much money because you're not forcing them to go to the game. No, what they're doing in essence is saying, I'm going to watch somebody else and screw you. I, you're not getting my money. I'll go to my, the game occasionally, but I'm not going to games because I can't watch it from Madison on my iPad. And it's it's the dumbest, most antiquated thing. That's got, that's back in the old days of blackouts in NFL. Well, if you if you're not selling the game out, you got to go to the game. Well, no, people just, in today's day and age, what the NFL understands is, yeah, people are going to find other things to do. <laughs> they're gonna, they're not coming to the game, and now you don't let them see the game, so they're going to find other things to do. And and baseball still doesn't get it. It's just so dumb. So dumb. Um, let's do this. Uh, by the way, Daniel says, Universal DH, I get it where it wrecks the strategies of the game, and I don't like it, but uh, but won't it bring in new strategies? Like what? You don't have to worry about double switches. You don't have to worry about whether or not a pitcher after four and a half or four innings or five innings, whether you're going to bat that pitcher or say, go to your pen, signing substitute, signing guys to contracts who can't play that. Right. That's what you're doing a little bit. That's what you're doing. You're signing a guy that has a little bit of rip in his bat that can't play the field. You're and, and in essence, you're cutting your own throat because what you're doing is you're trying to get these guys highly paid DHs to raise the floor of salary, and in essence, you're taking a job away from a minor leaguer who say instead of hits, you know, 280, he can hit 260, but he also plays really good defense, could be a gold glover in the outfield, can help you out in many different ways, and could be speed on the base paths. But no, you've got a, a dumpy old dude who can only grip it and rip it. It's not baseball to me. So your strategy of whether or not to bunt, sacrifice, send a guy, not send a guy, pitch the pitcher, and, and sending him to the plate with one out and two on? Or do you set up a pinch hitter for a pitcher that at, could be throwing a no-hitter, could be throwing a two-hit shutout? But because of the circumstance, now you have to figure out whether you want to send the pitcher back out to the hill or you want to you, you want to pinch hit for him. Yeah, all of those strategies are gone. Now it's just keep sending the pitcher out there until you feel he can't pitch anymore. Everybody, your, your, your batting lineup is pretty much set. And the only time you have to really make a decision is if you want to run for somebody. Or make a uh, a defensive change. That's it. Nothing more to it. I will say that nowadays, with how managers manage lineups, I do think the DH and the NL is going to be used. It might not get some random old guy a contract to come play, but instead it'll get your fringe bench guys more at bats. Where instead of we're going right. to go out and get a David Ortiz where he cannot play the field, but he'll hit every night. We're going right. to play our utility left fielder one night because he hits lefties, and there are you whatever our second baseman because he hits righties. There's a little really bit agree. of strategy, but it's still. I mean, I could yeah. do that in MLB the show. 
Yeah, for for the most part, it it, it just doesn't equate. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Here guys over there at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. They have got, and we're coming up on grilling season, so get ready. They have got terrific tasting sauces. The rubs are fantastic, and now they have the line of hot sauces out. But the best part about it is, and I love these guys because they're veterans. They started a business together right here in the state of Wisconsin. They're based in Racine, and they've made a go of it, and they've been successful at it. That's the best story. Keep supporting the locals. Keep supporting guys that can do it right, and keep supporting the uh, the, the military veterans. That's our guys at burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com. Again, burnpitbbq.com. Check it out. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wabam! Wabam! W-A-B-A-M. I can't wait for race season to get going again. I know that uh, the uh, Daytona 500 is getting ready to run this weekend, but uh, local racing, our guy Ryan DeStefano and everybody from Big Dog Racing, they're going to be back out and uh, at it, but he's also got the company called Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. Right there in Colgate, Wisconsin. And I've been telling you about the cleaning supplies, the industrial products, even if you're a car guy, a motorcycle guy, a boat guy, they have ceramic finishes and such really, really good stuff, and they're local. And I swear by it because I use it. It's not like I'm sitting here just pontificating about something that I know nothing about. I use this stuff. I use it on my car. I use it on my Harley. Uh, I'm getting my boat back, and I'm going to completely use this stuff all over the boat as well. It's awesome. Uh, It's really good stuff. And I have some of their... Uh, cleaning products in the house. I have some of the stuff for uh, cleaning the cabinets, the countertops, the granite, and all that kind of stuff. So really good stuff, whether you're industrial and janitorial or you're just like me, just a regular schmo. Uh, all you got to do is go to getwabam.com. Getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com and see for yourself. Say hi to Jeff and his beautiful wife, Alicia, out at Stoley's Hog Alley. Uh, right off of 94, just north of 94, they're a great, they are a bar and a restaurant. Uh, that and uh, Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown, they've been with us a long time, and they really help us out with a lot of our on-site stuff and hard costs for that, and can't say thanks enough to them for being a part of the program. So say hi to Jeff and Alicia and the whole staff at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown. Uh, 877-867-1670, let's get back at it. Go to Greg on hold. Greg, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing great. All right. Um, hey, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. I really enjoy your show. Um, Thank you. For whatever, reason, for whatever reason, this topic prompted me to call you. Um, I, I was born in 1971, and half of my life, the Brewers were in the American League. The next... Both ways. There, there we go. Okay. Yep. yep. No, I'm just saying, uh, I enjoyed uh, baseball whether, you know, the Brewers in the American League or, you know, the Brewers in the National League, I, I think people are still going to watch it. Young kids are, you know, 13-year-olds are going to watch baseball um, regardless of, a, you know, no a DH or no DH. Um, I think it's just a little overblown. I think if, if the product's good, the people are going to show up and watch it. 
See, I agree. I, I think we're a little bit different because of the success the Brewers have had and the fact, like I said, you've got a game where you know it's going to play regardless because of the weather at American Family Field and because of the, the event of tailgating and the party atmosphere and the fun that goes along with it. I think it's a very unique scene that we have in Wisconsin as opposed to many other areas. But I wonder how baseball as a whole is going to survive some of this with some of the negativity that's going on. And quite frankly, with with the arguing over money, it's a bad posturing look right now in the state in which we live. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I, the, my main point was uh, getting rid of the, or adding the DH in the National League. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you talk about uh, uh, Craig Council, you know, he's not going to have to manage anymore. I mean... There's a lot of great managers in the American League. Um, it does take, you know, some of the decisions out of managing. But I still think, you know, baseball, if the product's good, you know, people are going to show up and watch it. Yeah, I and, think – uh, go ahead. People will probably forget about, you know, pitchers having to hit, you know. Um, right. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I, all right, appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling. Anytime, call anytime too. We appreciate it. Um, like years past, we have all talked about the angers of baseball, things that make you mad, and it's kind of like a small erosion. Okay, uh, the beach is still there, but there's not as much beach as there used to be. It's a little bit dirtier than it used to be. We go to the beach, we watch things begin to kind of be eliminated around us. The streaming services have been cut. Uh, obviously, there's there, and we're lucky with euchre. Quite honestly, I mean, th- that is synonymous with baseball. What happens when Bob is not there anymore? And you don't have that familiar voice. And, and I'll be honest, I've said this before. I, I the, the voices they have in the radio broadcast booth, other than Euchre, I, don't, I can't tell them apart. And no disrespect, but there's not that flair for the story. There's, not the, there's, there's no picture painting. The beauty of calling a baseball game is not the X's and O's of baseball. It is the ability to bring you in as a listener and paint a picture in your mind, no matter if you're jogging, riding a tractor, cutting the grass, if you're sitting in your garage working on your car, if you're just sitting out on the patio having a glass of wine, a beer, whatever it happens to be male or female, there is a beauty to radio to be able to bring you into the game, paint not only the picture on the field, but to almost, I remember as a kid being able to listen to the game and you could hear the crowd and you could hear, uh, now I grew up with Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxo, but you could hear the description, you know, a ball goes into the stands, it hits a gentleman's beer, it spills all over the girl next to him. You know, they're still talking about it, laughing about it. You know, he bought her a new beer. And, and, and it's the in-between pitch counts that they give you that, that picture, that mental picture, or they start to tell a story, you know, that is compelling. It's, it's, it makes you listen. And the game then, it, while the game is the centerpiece, it's the, it's the ancillary things that keep you interested. There's an ability to do that. Euchre has done that so well. For so long, that is his forte. His forte is not necessarily calling baseball games. His forte is the interweaving of the mind that he brings to the broadcast in between the the lack of action. But think about when Euchre's not there. 
Because I mean, I, I, I'm honest. I, I've driven around. I've listened to the games. I enjoy the games. You know, I get it. But maybe there's a standard that's set so high that nobody's ever going to be able to attain that. I don't know. I listen to other broadcasts, and there are some good ones, and there are some bad ones. There's some good ones that give you the the ability to paint the picture within your mind. And then there's others that just strictly give you facts, figures, statistics, like they're talking sabermetrically to their buddies around a table at a bar, and they're all going to bet on the game later on that, that day. And maybe that's what's morphed into. I don't know. But I think there's something to be said for the 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 romance of baseball, which may be old school, but I think it I, I think it stood the test of time. So I think there's something to be said for that. But with that, but people are saying, well, we have Euchre. I agree with you. But what do you do when Euchre's gone? I pause for a minute because there's the silence. You you gotta think about that. If you've listened to a game, you gotta think about that. So I think baseball will survive. I think baseball needs new new leadership. I think they need to read the room and call it what it is. I think they need to enforce their own set of rules and stop fighting among themselves and understand that the betterment of the game, high tide raises all ships. If the game is better, it's more enjoyable, it's more viewed, it's more listened to, media rights go up, everybody makes money. The argument about what they don't want in progression of the game, in, in essence, diminishes the game and turns more people off or doesn't bring in the casual fan to view it or listen to it more often. And thus, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face just because you don't want to, just because you feel you know better and you're not listening to the fans. 877-867-1670. Uh, Ken says, I already find myself not listening to as many road games when Bob is not on the air. Uh, Anthony says, uh, baseball is not a destinational listen anymore. I agree with you. I can't tell the broadcasters apart. That is kind of the Mark Antanasio thing. He likes that Vin Scully, very dry, very deliverable game. Just wants the game. It's kind of like just the facts, which is so weird because he loves Bob Euchre and what Bob brings to the game. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our good ball, uh, our good buddy Paul Roberts. Roberts Specialty Meats in Waukesha. I think I'm going to head down to Waukesha today. I have been craving. I've been talking about the ribs on a stick. I have not gotten the ribs on a stick. I need to get the ribs on a stick. So I think today I'm heading down to Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats, and I think today the ribs on a stick, that is going to be the dinner tonight. A little bit of salad, a little bit of ribs on a stick, a beer, a little relaxation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has also got the Al Capone Roast, which is fantastic. You can get the really big one, or you can get the small mini that I get every now and then when I want to grub down like I'm going to the electric chair. The Al Capone sausages, he makes his own. It's he's your your traditional old hometown butcher. That's Paul Roberts and Robert Specialty Meats. Robert Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. Stop in, tell him we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Good stuff today. Great discussion. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Nice Ash Cigar Bar, the lounge downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street. If you're looking for a good cigar, whiskeys, bourbons, oh, they got great pairings down there. They have music in there on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, maybe you're a, because I know the, the ladies like the hookahs. So if you're a hookah smoker, good stuff down there for that as well. Or if you just want to go and have a great time. And it, by the way, I get it all the time. Does it smell like smoke? No, it really doesn't. They have, they have like 10 air eaters in that place, smoke eaters in that place. And the ceiling's really high, and it's it's a terrific place. A lot of fun. Downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street. Get your ash in here, as they say, theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Great place to go. Really fun staff. And uh, and you're probably going to see me in there because I head down there quite often, as a matter of fact. So I get there. It's not only about five minutes from my house. Love going down there. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to do so. Just talking about Major League Baseball. And it's one of those things where I just didn't think it would get into that deep of a discussion, but it has. Because we're sitting here today. Pitchers and catchers should have reported yesterday. If you didn't know that. Pitchers and catchers should have reported nothing. Nothing is out there on the discussion front. They they are still arguing over money, service time. Uh, owners, players claim that they don't, you know, they don't want to, see, they don't want a, an artificial salary cap of any kind. And which, which basketball does, the NBA does, there's a luxury tax. The NFL has a hard cap. I th- I don't, I, you know what? I'm not as big of a hockeyophile because we don't have a pro team in the area, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't hockey put some type of an either cap or luxury tax in there? Salary structure? There is a salary cap. I thought they did. I don't know when they they, put it in. I think it was during the lockout uh, a few, about 10 years ago. Because they were, the the salaries were getting ridiculous and and hockey literally said, we can't survive. We're going to lose probably six or seven teams easy if we continue in this direction. Because the payroll for salaries was getting up over 51, 52, 53% of total revenue for the league. And anytime you have that high or higher, you start really running in danger of not being able to afford the league anymore. So they had to kind of, you know, just shut it down and start over. And the players knew it. The players saw the writing on the wall. And now they've got new television packages and new money. And they they really, uh, they've, they've kind of creeped up on themselves a little bit again. But at the time, they really did it right. They, they kind of put it all they were able to put it all back in the horse so to speak whereas baseball they don't get it so it's an interesting discussion so the players in major league baseball they don't want to tax they don't want this soft cap so to speak but yet they want the floor to raise and i understand the the dickering of the ability for service time it has been something that the owners and general managers have used and manipulated so players can't make money, so players can't get to free agency any sooner, so they can basically control those players for a longer period of time. But that's really the only way of having quality talent for a long period of time for small market teams because the salaries have become so outrageous in baseball. I kind of see that situation as really the only thing in all this that could be mutually beneficial to both sides. 
is finding a way to change the service time. Because right. when you think about it, I, I use the Cubs as an example with Chris Bryant, but they kept him down in the minors for, what, half a season when he was clearly ready to make a big impact in the major leagues. That is like 101, not marketing your stars and pushing people right. away from the game. Right. So I feel like that can make I see, both I agree people money, you. make both people happy. I think there should be a hard luxury tax in Major League Baseball. Anything over, say, $200 million, $220 million, whatever it is, I, I think there should be a hard luxury tax. I also think there should be a floor. I mean, if the players are going to say we don't want any kind of a soft cap, but we want the floor to be risen, you can't have both. So I think there should be a floor. Some of these teams that are spending $35, $40 million on salary and they're sucking up $45, $50 million in revenue share, you're basically making you get, it's free money. It, you, you're getting a season for free, and I, I think that's garbage. I think there should be a minimum of, say, $80 million in, in salary and a maximum of two hundred in salary. And and then you'll start to see some of these teams change their ways, and you'll start to see players change their ways. They're also talking about not a hard floor, but a luxury tax floor, if you will, where if a team's under a certain number, they get penalized by fines yes. or draft picks or whatever, yes. not just like you cannot be operational if you're not spending this money. The bottom line is money. Yeah, It's money. So I, I've often felt that if a team spe- spends under, say, $75, $80 million, in a, which we all look, I mean, like the Brewers, smallest media market in all of baseball. I, come on. When the Brewers are spending $100, 110 125 $130 million, come on. You know, some of these teams are spending 30 40 and you're talking about the Miami Marlins. Now, the Marlins are in a big market, but they are not the top dog by any stretch of the imagination, and that's mainly their own fault because they have sucked per song. And that monstrosity of a ballpark they built – which was kind of shoved down their throats in an ugly fashion. And, and granted, they needed a new park. I understand that. But it's it just they've done so many things wrong it, just because. And, you know, they, they are not the top dog. However, we have seen the Marlins win. We have seen the, that fan base show up, but they have alienated that fan base over and over and over again. Now, thank God for the stupidity because we got Christian Yelich. But we've just seen them be so stupid and so bad where you take a team like the Baltimore Orioles who have a good fan base built in. Now Washington came in and really kind of split that market. I understand that the Washington nationals, but Baltimore is such a rich fan base. The Orioles have such a fan base and they've made so many bad missteps. You know, you look at what uh, say Seattle, they've been trying to rebuild for years. They've been trying to put the, put, put themselves back on the map. The, the Texans, uh, or uh, the Texas Rangers, they've tried to figure it out time and again. They get good, then they get bad. That You're supposed to kind of have that, but Pittsburgh has been pathetic. And you go back to the Hutchinson deal and you know and, and what they've had. They've had some good talent. They've had some good runs, but they just won't spend that extra dollar to get over the top, and it's ultimately cost them. So they get to the playoffs, they get a sniff of it, and then they've got a decade of losing, and then every other five years they're in the midst of a rebuild. And you can't keep a fan base intrigued that way which is why I feel that you need to have a really good base, a floor of, say, 75 to $80 million, and you have to have a cap, uh, a luxury tax, if you will, say $200, 225000000 million. And, and that's where everybody needs to fall in between. And I think that would then raise the tide a little bit for baseball players. But some of the ridiculous contracts that are out there, 
I, I think it then begins to soft cap some of these ridiculous deals that these these teams are putting together because these j- j- because they're in bidding wars with just five teams. It's always the Yankees. It's always the Angels. It's you know you can go through the list of teams. It's always the Red Sox. You know those teams that are involved in these things. Uh, the Cubs every now and then, but the Cubs have ownership that thinks small market, even though they're in a big market. But you know you look at some of these teams, and these teams just they can't get out of their own way. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, ev- and Shane says baseball needs capital letters a salary cap. Everybody knows it. Baseball has the strongest players union in all of players unions. And the, the the fear is if I'm an owner that I've got to pay my debt service on these stadiums, these massive stadiums that have been built. And I've got to pay the debt service on this. And if I, to my community, if I don't have with all the businesses, all the downtown joints, restaurants, bars, you know, quick trips that need to supply beer from the beer cave, all the all the tailgate supply, all these businesses rely upon my business. My television contract re- relies upon my business. My advertising relies upon my business. They don't want to take the immediate hit. Oh my God, we're 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 maxed we're we're maxed out. So they don't want to take the immediate hit. My thought is, if I'm an owner and I really want to put this all back in the horse, I just announce right now. You know what? Until the players are ready to come back and, and take a salary cap. We are not coming back to the bargaining table. We will see you in 2023 or 2024. We have no choice at this point. And that's when you're going to get them back to the back to the bargaining table. That's the only way it's going to work is if you are ready and prepared to lose a season or two and then come back with baseball bigger, better than ever with a more reasonable system that's going to make fans go, okay, they're serious about now making sure everybody is competitive. And every spring training, I look at my team and go, yeah, we a couple things go right. We got a real shot at winning a World Series. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They are the originals, the originals of treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. And I've been preaching this for a long, long time. Uh, others have come along. They've tried to duplicate them, replicate them, emulate them, whatever it happens to be. And they just these guys are the number one, number one medical experts, 98 percent success rate at treating guys with ED, 98 percent. And when it comes to low T treatments, uh, they're the best. By far, they're the best. If you're feeling brain fog, sluggish, moody, up and down, whatever it happens to be, could be some low T going on right now. And just stop in and get your numbers checked. It's simple. Then, as we kind of turn the corner, we're heading towards T-shirt season. You don't want to look like you're smuggling inner tubes. You know what I'm saying? There's the all-in-one weight loss program. And that really works as well. All you got to do is follow it. It really does work. And it doesn't starve you or anything like that. It's it's really good. Call my guys with locations in Milwaukee and in Green Bay, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. That's four one four four five five four four five one. That is the new mail medical center. Good people over there. Real good people over there. Uh, let's get back to the uh, phone calls. Talk to Stan listening to us out in Madison on the zone, our fine flagship station out there. Stan, how you doing, buddy? What's up? Hi, hey, Bill. It's Dan, actually. But that's oh, Dan. Sorry about that. No, no, no. Listen, I um, 
actually, I'm a second time caller. I, I really enjoyed listening to you guys. Uh, um, you know, Evo in the morning and you guys in the afternoon. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I retired from the National Hockey League after 30 years as a linesman in uh, 2012 and then ran uh, hockey operations for Hockey East up until the uh, pandemic struck. I've been around the block a few times. I went through the um, lockout of 2005 mm-hmm. and I'm going to I I know it was it was bitterly painful for us. We didn't get a check for 15 months. But what hockey was smart enough to do was change their game. Our game was becoming a guy. It was so bad. If you played in street shoes, you could stand in front of the net and play defense. And all you had to do is hold on to the other guy's stick. And that was, that was hockey. Mm -hmm. And it was becoming slow, monotonous. Um, Nobody liked it. Um, We changed all the rules. Don't put your stick on a guy. You're going to get a penalty. Um, it was a tough first year coming back on the ice, but what it's done, um, it's 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 built hockey what it is today into what it is today. It's we there would only be a few teams, if any teams at all, in the NHL if we hadn't done something because nobody wanted to see that hockey. Nobody wanted to go to those games. Uh, out of the barrel we came out, it was flying, smoking hot. And um, it was the best thing they could have done. And I, I know I'm, I got I got my nose a little out of joint over what I lost and had to unsave to survive. But at the end of the day, it's built hockey into what it is right now. And year-on-year yeah. year growth, hockey is white hot where baseball is about about to crap their pants and become irrelevant again, irrelevant again, just like they did the first time they did this thing. Right. So I'm here to tell you, be careful what you wish for um, as far as changing the game. You know, people change. Well, let me ask you this. So what, you know, looking at the game of baseball now, you know, I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are, but looking at the game of baseball, when it comes to the structure of salaries, what's going on, the game itself, the pace of play, because hockey is a different animal, basketball is a different animal, and so is the NFL. What would you change? Go having been been somebody who's gone through this. What would you change about the game? What would you change about the salary structure? What would you do differently than what they're doing right now? First things, first things first. You take care of your customers. You take care of your fan base. You make it so that the product is something that people want to go see. Uh, even, I, I mean, I. I I, like you, I am, uh, believe it or not, a purist, a baseball purist. I, I, I enjoy the strategy. I enjoy, you know, thinking, you know, three batters ahead. And this, But, you know, if the game is moving so slow and you're swatting mosquitoes all night, um, I don't think you're going to have many people coming to the game. Nor do I think you – and here's another thing that the owners do. They almost – they're almost daring the players to say – well, we don't even need any fans in the stands. We're just going to we're going to hold everybody else up. We're going to get the money out of them one way or the other because they're going to be li- buying light beer or whatever beer is um or whatever product is being uh you know advertised on our in our uh, during in game and we'll get the money out of them somehow. They don't even have to come. And and the players are, you know, it's almost like, oh, well, we don't believe any of that." 
there's a happy medium somewhere in there. But I, in my view, you first have to take care of the fan base. You got to make it interesting. You got to make it, you know, somebody wants to watch it because I can guarantee when you're on the road, they're not going to be watching you if it's right. not interesting. They're not going to be watching you. And, uh, you know, now they're getting away from streaming. I mean, they hung their hat on streaming. I think they found out that's not going to work unless you're in New York, which right. has been baseball, uh, you know, Achilles heel. Everything has always been about New York and baseball. Going back to the turn of the centuries, I mean, it's crazy, but it is it's yeah. what it is. It's what it is. Yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a great concept. Appreciate the phone call, man. We're at the top of the hour. Good, good stuff. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the insight. There's some things to think about. The novice idea of oh, by the way, take care of your customer. Baseball is staunch. Baseball is old. Baseball is entrenched in the fabric of society. But change is every day, like a river. It goes where it goes. And if you continually try to dam it up, eventually the river's going to win. you got to be able to change with the tide, so to speak. Good stuff. Going to talk a little NFL when we come back. Mark Schofield, NFL Wire, he's going to join us. We're going to put a, put a capper on the NFL season and look into the NFL offseason. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.